Hello, I'm your host, Mr. Chuck, a retired accountant turned truck driver. I reduced my debt in a relatively short period of time. Debt reduction to achieve financial freedom takes commitment, confidence, determination. Is credit good? Having credit is good, but having too much debt can be bad. How to manage credit so you don't have to manage debt? Let's go over some of the basics. Number one, treat your credit card as if it's cash. Don't spend money you don't have. Just because you have credit and you can go out and buy something that you want doesn't mean you can afford to buy that item. If you treat your credit card as if it's cash and you only spend money that you have, let's say you go out on Wednesday and you buy something and it's $250 and you have the cash to pay for it. Well, on Friday, you should go online to your credit card and make a payment of $250. We're going to cover the reason why you want to do that later on. There's an article that covers that. But first, I want to talk about the difference between credit and debt. And the difference is essentially a story of before and after. Credit is the ability to borrow money, while debt is the result of borrowing money. When you use credit, you create debt. And the more responsible you are at managing your debt, the more access you may have to credit in the future. I'm focusing on managing your credit. Every episode in the past, I've basically talked about how to get out of debt. But if you can prevent yourself from getting into debt at the beginning, life is much easier. Credit represents money available to be borrowed. A credit card, for example, allows you to buy things with borrowed money. The card issuer pays for your purchase and you repay the issuer later when your credit card statement arrives. Another example is a line of credit with an agreement with a bank that allows you to borrow money and repay money as needed. When a bank, credit card company, or other financial institution sets up a credit account for you, it typically sets a maximum amount you can borrow. That's your credit limit. Debt. Debt represents money that has been borrowed but not yet been paid back. When you make a $100 purchase with a credit card, for example, you're adding $100 in debt. Make more purchases with the card and your debt grows. Make a payment and your debt shrinks. In essence, credit is nothing more than the ability to create debt. And having way too much debt is a bad thing. Credit reports and scores. Your credit report is a summary of how you manage your credit and debt over the years. 
And if you don't make timely payments and you have a bunch of fees and you borrow too much, etc., your credit score goes down. With all that said, how much do people really know about their personal finances? And I have some stats here. One of the problems that may hold people back from being financially successful is a lack of financial literacy. After all, if someone doesn't know how to spend and save their money, they are more likely to encounter financial troubles. In 2019, although roughly 70% of high school students were given the option of taking a personal finance elective, less than 17% of them were actually required to take a minimum of just one semester on the subject of personal finances. Overall, many Americans struggle with their finances and many carry a lot of debt whether it's a form of a mortgage, student loan, auto loan, or combination of loans. Taking steps to become more financially literate and to create a monthly budget that allow for more savings is a smart strategy that everyone should consider. How are you going to learn about financial literacy if your parents are not talking about it, you don't take anything in school, very few students in high school are even taking any courses. How are these young people going to learn to take care of themselves? They're going to have a job. They're going to get multiple credit cards and they're going to fall in the same trap. Perhaps their parents fell into carrying large balances on credit cards and unable to pay it and struggling and being trapped into paying things for things for years upon end. And what they overlook is saving up for retirement. In 2019, a survey found that 38% of people felt that saving enough for retirement was a major source of financial stress. The annual Average contribution to a 401k, $8,788, which is not that bad, but how many people are actually doing it? 2019, 62% of people stated they needed to catch up in their retirement savings. According to AARP, 59% of people found that it was only somewhat likely or not at all likely that their Social Security benefits along with their savings investments, would be enough for retirement. Nearly 19% of U.S. anticipate retiring less than 10000 in retirement savings. Not very much. And roughly 45% of people with no retirement savings at all. That means roughly 64% are expected to retire broke. And they're expected to live off of whatever they're getting from their Social Security. Granted, maybe some of these people are going to make four or 5000 a month from Social Security. It's hard to say. They may have made a lot of money. But will that be enough to sustain their lifestyle? 
Probably not. And the number one reason for not saving for retirement, not earning enough money. I would have to dispute that. Most people probably earn plenty of money, but they spend way more than what they earn. So they never saved. And the top reason Americans lose sleep over finances is saving enough for retirement. I find that hard to believe, but whatever. Now we're going to move on. We all have credit cards. And here's an article from NerdWallet. Seven credit card tips everyone should know. I'm going to cover a couple of them because I think they're interesting and useful. These are tips that are going to help you increase your credit score. I know I'm not talking about the credit score now. We're talking about managing your credit. And one of the major factors that lenders and insurance companies look at is how much debt you have in related in relation to the credit you have. It's a debt to credit ratio. If your debt to credit ratio is too high, then your credit ratings are going to go down. It's going to cost you more in interest on loans. It's going to cost you more for insurance on your automobiles, your house, whatever insurance you're trying to buy. So these seven tips are going to be useful. Using a credit card to pay for day-to-day purchases is a smart idea. Paying with credit is convenient. It's generally safer than using cash or debit and can be highly rewarding. Plus, if you're using your cards responsible, you're building solid credit. The basics of using credit cards are pretty simple. Buy something with it, earn rewards equal to a percentage of what you spent, then pay your bill when it comes. Ideally, you'll be paying it in full so you don't get charged interest. But you can custom and optimize your credit card experience for greater value and protection. Here are seven tips everyone should know. Get the most out of the cards. I think this is a great first tip. Number one, balance alerts can help keep spending in check. When you pay for everything with cash, it can be easy to see how much you're spending as these 10 and 20s disappear from your wallet. Tracking how much you put on a credit card or debit card for that matter isn't as simple especially when you're getting started with credit. Many credit card issuers, however, allow you to set up balance alerts. Notifications that let you know by text, email, or in-app message that your balance is approaching a certain level that you set. You could set an alert for when your balance, say $500 for an amount that equals 30% of your credit limit the point at which balance might start dinging your credit score. So if you have a $1,000 credit limit for, say, on that card, and you exceed $300, and it gets reported to the credit reporting agency, it's going to hurt your score. I don't know why. They give you the credit, and then they 
which is good. Then when you use too much of it, it's bad. So the idea here is to set an alert, I would say an email or text, so that you get alerted that you're getting close to that limit. I would set it $100 under that particular limit. You don't want your credit limit to exceed 30% of your credit or your debt to exceed 30% of your credit limit. The best way to prevent overspending, of course, is to create a budget and stick to it, speaking of which. So if you have multiple credit cards and you're keeping them paid off zero and you know what your credit limit is, you should set up an alert so you never exceed 30% of it, except maybe at certain times when you have to use it to pay for a big expense that popped up. And then if you have the emergency fund and your savings, you can then transfer that money into your checking account and pay that credit card off within a couple of days. And there's a reason you want to do that. Two, spending analysis tool help you with your budget. Most major credit card issues offer spending analysis tools, which you can access from your online account. You can pick a date range, a month, a year, a customized period, and the tool shows you how much you spent on your card in various categories. These categories are typically determined by the merchant where you did your spending, supermarket, for example, or gas station, restaurants, or department stores. Look around for a tool next time you're logged in. It can provide you insight on where you're nailing your budget and where you might need to cut back. So if you have a budget set up, You can go into your credit card and look at what happened in the past and have an idea what your spending is and you would have a better idea of what your budget should be. You can average that out over a couple months and then you have a better idea of their being on track with your budget. Good idea. Three, mid-cycle payments could boost your credit. Your credit card issue reports your account information to three major credit bureaus every month. One key data point that gets recorded is your balance, which is used to calculate your credit utilization rate ratio. The ratio is the percentage of your available credit that you're currently using. If you have a $5,000 credit limit, for example, and your balance is $1,000, then your utilization is 20%. Credit utilization is a major factor in your credit scores. It's an element of amounts you owe, and which accounts for 30% of your FICA score. In general, you want to keep utilization under 30%, but the lower the better. But here's the thing. Your credit card issue doesn't necessarily report your account information after you make your monthly payment. It could be reported at any point in your billing cycle. But depending on when it is and how much you charge each month, the utilization that gets reflected in your credit scores could be higher or lower. One potential solution, don't wait till your due date to pay your bill. Make a habit of going online in the middle of the billing cycle and paying down your balance. Treat your credit card like cash and at least midway through your month, pay it off. I would say do it every pay period. If you get paid every week, then every week you should pay off your credit card. 
if you treat your credit card like it's cash in your pocket, when you pay with cash, the money is gone. Treat your credit card exactly the same way. And if you pay that balance down every week, you're going to have a lower average balance and your credit score is going to rise. Number four, bonus malls and offer can earn stellar rewards. And they're saying go online to your credit card and see if they have some mall or somewhere you shop where you can get more rewards back. Moving your due date to keep you on track. Missing a credit card payment is bad news. You'll probably get hit with a late, flat late flea. And since 35% of your credit score is determined by your payment history, a late or missed payment can be disastrous to your credit. If your credit card due date falls at an inconvenient time during the month, whether you're too busy or because of your cash flow, ask your issuer if you can switch it. You may be able to do this online or by calling your issuer. So if your credit card is due at the same time your mortgage is due and you may come up short of cash, try to move your credit card payment to a different date, generally right around when you get paid, the next pay after that, so that you can make a timely payment without getting nailed. But because by not paying it, it's going to hurt you. And there's, a you know, if you get a zero APR promotion, you can save you big on interest. If you got some credit card debt and they need to make a big purchase, you don't have to cash to cover. A credit card with a long zero APR promotion can save you hundreds or thousands of interest. Just make sure you use the interest-free period to pay down the debt, not just to put a hold on it. Usually you have to transfer debt in order to take advantage of that. So I don't really know any more than that. You think you're alone, struggling to pay off your bills and or debt. You're not alone. Budgeting is all about knowing how much money you can earn versus how much money you can spend to ensure you're still able to have enough to save to cover unexpected expenses. Here is some interesting information. It said that most people's reason for not saving for retirement is they didn't make enough money. Earning a high salary doesn't automatically mean someone will be financially stable. 18% of people who make more than 100000 each year admit to living paycheck to paycheck. 59% of U.S. adults are living paycheck to paycheck in 2019. And as July of that year, 28% of them didn't have emergency funds. Some people can't or choose not to save for a rainy day. Around 29% of the people in the United States don't put any of their income into savings, according to a survey. The average credit card balance in 2020 is around $5,300. The median savings account balance was $3,500. And those who have a separate account for emergencies has a balance of $2,000. It's not bad, but I'm pretty sure that's a small percentage of the people. And here's one thing that's going to kill your budget is subscription services. In a survey, 
84% of people underestimated how much they spent on these service, and most of them were off by $100 to $200. So if you think you're spending $50 a month for subscription services, you might be spending $200 a month and not even realize it. Have a budget, you would find those things, and you could cut some of them out and have some more money for your savings account. According to a survey conducted in 2020, nearly 3% of people have zero in a non-retirement savings account. Most people, roughly 22%, have $1,000 to $5,000 in a savings account, but about 4% of people have more than $100,000 in this type of account. So 4% of the population in the United States have more than $100,000 in some type of a savings account. Well, 4% of the people were financially literate. That's what that's telling me. Smart enough to put some money away for a rainy day, and that rainy day may be when you retire. Huh, that's interesting. The average FICO score in 2020 was 710. That's pretty high. Nearly half of adults in the U.S. say they lose sleep over money problems. 62% of adults have an auto loan, 14% have student loans, and 22% have a personal loan. 55% of U.S. adults invested in the stock market in 2020. So roughly half, a little more than half of the people have money invested in the stock market, and hopefully that's for their retirement. That's not very high. It should be closer to 75%. Some other interesting stats that I found interesting was 18% of workers earning a salary greater than 100000 are living paycheck to paycheck, and 59% are living paycheck to paycheck in 2019, which we covered that. One in four parents reported that they never or almost never talked to their kids about household finances. If you're not going to teach your children about finances, who is? Less than 17% of the schools require it in school. And if it's not required, they're not going to do it. That's boring. Well, I don't need to know that. I can take care of myself. Is the response you're going to get from your children. Young adults who receive financial education are less likely to carry credit card debt and more likely to apply to and receive grants and financial aid. That's a nice thing right there. So if you educate your children, they're going to be smart. They're not going to carry credit card debt and they're going to get some type of aid or grants when they're going to college which grants and financial aid generally doesn't have to be repaid back. Some do, some don't. That's a good stat to know. 21% of U.S. adults have no emergency savings. And if you have no emergency savings, how are you going to quit using debt? Quit creating new debt if you have no emergency savings. 
41 percent of americans would cover a one thousand dollar car repair or emergency room visit with savings only 40 at 60 59 percent that cannot and i'll be back in one moment with my final thoughts if you listen to this podcast reduce that increased wealth on an apple device scroll through all the episodes towards the bottom and you can select write a review and leave your comments and you can rate this podcast i appreciate all feedback and i thank you for your time in doing so having credit is a good thing but having too much debt can be a bad thing so what do you do well you get the credit you get it approved you have the credit cards you have your line of credit and then you do what nobody else does try to refrain from using it only buy things you can afford to pay for when you're using a credit card treat it like cash if you have a line of credit and you're going to do a major remodel on your home that's good Hopefully, you don't have to use 90 to 100% of it. If you can keep it down under 50%, well, it will hurt your credit in the short term. You'll get be able to pay it down and get it under 30%, and then that will help your credit. Why do lenders only want you to use 30% of your credit limit? I guess they're afraid that you have too much and won't be able to pay and default on loans. But if you want to have lots of credit, you keep your spending down, you use 30% or less of the available credit you have, you make timely payments. You treat credit cards like cash, you make don't wait till the end of the month to make a monthly credit card payment that make multiple credit card payments. Pay them every pay if you have to. To keep the balance as low as possible because that will reflect good on you. And you pay all your bills on time and increase your savings. So you have an emergency fund in case something would break or you go bad and you would have at least part of the money in your savings so you can use less credit i know it seems kind of stupid for the credit companies to say it's a good thing for you to have credit but it's a bad thing for you to have debt debt is the result of having credit Do what you can to manage your credit before you spend the money and you'll have a much happier financial freedom for throughout your life. No matter what comes along, you'll have it under control.